Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 156 of Brewers on Tap. It is good to have you with us. The Brewers in the midst of a road trip wrapping up in Houston with a split with the Houston Astros. They currently sit at 39 and 29, a half game lead over the Cubs in the NL Central. And of course, the Brewers now in San Francisco and getting themselves set up for a three-game series with the Giants after an off day Thursday. It'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the crew against the Giants and then off to San Diego to take on the Padres Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before coming home for a homestand. So some exciting stuff happening for the crew. They are 10 games over 500. That's the high watermark of the year. Friday, they'll try to get to 11 games over 500. Who's hot? Who's getting it done for the Brewers? Well, Mike Moustakas, last 11 games, 17 for 46. That's a 370 average, eight home runs. He's driven in 13, had the big monster home run, of course, on Wednesday night against the Astros in the 14th inning as the crew won that extra inning affair, 6-3. to three. That was a two-run blast from Moustakas of 430-plus feet. He has 21 home runs now on the year. Of course, Christian Yelich stays hot. He's having a big month of June. He's had a hit in every game in the month of June. That's a 10-game hitting streak for Yelich. 21 of 40 over that stretch. That's a 525 average. Four home runs and nine driven in. And then Yasmani Grandal. Last 28 games, he is hitting at a 313 clip, 31 of 99 at the plate, nine home runs, and 24 driven in. These three guys all deserve to be all-stars. Yelich is going to be an all-star. There's really no doubt about it. It'll be a crime if Moustakas isn't the second baseman for the National League. And Yasmani Grandal, only fifth right now in voting. He needs some help. you got to vote him into those final three so he can get through the primary and into the starter's election. Highlights from the week. Well, we told you about Moustakas' big home run in the 14-inning win over the Astros, a game that was started by Justin Verlander, where Verlander set a career high in 15 strikeouts, but he was matched pitch for pitch by Brandon Woodruff, who continues to become one of the star starting pitchers in the National League in terms of youth. But beyond that game, you go back to Sunday against the Pirates during the homestand, Mike Moustakas with a home run to right center, and it hit the Toyota RAV4 in the Toyota territory. It's the first time in six years of this promotion that this has happened. meant somebody in the stands, somebody in the crowd at Miller Park, was going to win a brand new RAV4. And that fan's name was Mark Gruber, thanks to the Wisconsin Toyota dealers. Pretty cool that he is going to be presented with his new RAV4 on the next homestand. The NL All-Star balloting update is out. I already mentioned it. Yelich is getting the second most votes right now in the entire National League. Moustakas is second at second base behind Ozzie Albies. Yasmani Grandal is only fifth at catcher. He has the best numbers of any catcher in the National League, yet he's only fifth. He needs help. you got to get in there and vote Yasmani Grandal into the All-Star game. Here's some more information on this. Fans can continue to vote for all their favorite brewers to land a spot in the 2019 
MLB All-Star Game in Cleveland until the primary voting period ends. That's 3 o'clock on the 21st of June. Then later that night on MLB Network, top three vote-getters at each position and the top nine outfielders in each league are going to be revealed, and they will move on to the second phase of voting. That's the starters election. That begins at 11 a.m. on Wednesday, June 26th. Fans will vote among the finalists at each position during a 28-hour window that concludes at 3 p.m. on Thursday, June 27th. During the second phase of voting, fans can vote once on MLB platforms and submit up to 17 unique player votes on Google per day. Vote totals will reset during this period, meaning the primary votes don't carry over, and the winners at each position, including three outfielders per league, are going to be named the starters for the Midsummer's Classic. Results of the starters election will be announced at 6 o'clock Central Time on June the 27th. Okay, here's what we have for you for the rest of episode number 156. We're going to sit down with Brewers bullpen coach Steve Carsey. We're also going to sit down with Brewers reliever Jeremy Jeffress, and we're going to sit down with Brewers reliever Alex Claudio. It is a bullpen day today on Brewers on Tap. Plus, we're going to check in on the farm, and we're going to let you know what's coming up on the next homestand. That is all on the horizon. This Brewers bullpen is starting to really get some things done. They were absolutely nails on Wednesday in that 14-inning victory for the crew. Guys like Alex Claudio stepping up, guys like Junior Guerra stepping up, Josh Hader with a scoreless inning, and of course, Adrian Hauser with those two scoreless at the end of the game, picking up the win. Really impressive stuff. Adrian Hauser, by the way, a .85 ERA over his last 11 appearances. I should say 12 appearances. That is all but his first appearance of the year. That was that start in St. Louis. 21 in the third innings for Adrian Hauser over his last 12. Just two earned runs allowed for Adrian Hauser. Really impressive stuff. We're going to talk about him and some of the other members of this bullpen right now as we break it down with Steve Carsey. Let's break it down. First off, Steve, uh, the bullpen really has gotten into a good groove here, especially over the last five games, really having some success. And uh, you have to be proud of the way this team has kind of filled in those roles and guys have started to really step up. Yeah, you know, we've, we've had some adversity, uh, obviously, with uh, Corey Knabel, uh going down in spring training. You know, J.J., uh, you know, off to a slow start in spring training and then uh, joining us a little bit later. You know, guys had to had to come in and fill in some shoes, maybe not be as comfortable in the roles that they were usually in prior to to this year. Um, you know, uh, a lot of conversation, you know, a lot of guys feeding off each other, a lot of guys helping each other out, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's worked out pretty well. These guys getting into a good groove, and, uh, you know, uh, they really help each other out down there. We talked to J.J. during the homestand, and he has really – just slowly but surely gotten himself back to his 2018 form and now you've been able to to use him over a couple of innings as well is that kind of the final step in getting him all the way back yeah you know with JJ obviously uh lagged behind a little bit in spring training once he got healthy got him out there in his rehab assignment kind of you know Craig has done a tremendous job in in getting him back and and working him into some some you know, different roles, you know, innings, and then starting to add on to that one plus, and then a couple two-inning stints. Uh, his velocity has crept back. You know, I, I feel like he's he's in a good spot right now, and, and he feels good about, uh, you know, how he feels physically, so that's good. If there's an MVP of the bullpen in the first half so far, 
kind of a glue guy. Matt Albers might be one of those guys, right? He's been big for you in some big spots when you've needed him. No doubt. He's he's 100% been, been the glue along with Junior Guerra. But with Matty, you know, uh, you got a veteran guy down there. You know, he's got, you know, 12 years in the big leagues. He's been in every situation before. Uh, you know, he's confident in the way he's throwing the ball. And, and Craig has, has really utilized him in, in, the, in the most important spots with runners on base. And, and he's done a tremendous job with the inherited runners that have that he's come in to uh, to clean up and, and really kind of been the bridge to get to, to the back end of the bullpen. Uh, and he's also pitching the back end. So, you know, he's kind of the jack of all trades, you know, some some runners on base early. And then uh, if he's needed late in the game, he's he's very well capable of handling that role as well. When you look at uh, this bullpen top to bottom, everybody kind of starts and talks about Josh Hader and rightfully so with the, the season he's put together. But other guys, when they start to step up, it's always kind of fun to watch that story as the season goes along. And Adrian Hauser right now seems to be one of those guys. Big time stuff. You can see the confidence growing with each outing. And now he's starting to earn some opportunities in some quote-unquote leverage type of spots. How fun has it been to see his maturation? Uh, it's fantastic. Coming over here and knowing uh, you know, about Adrian and, and what he brings to the table, uh, you know, it, it's not an easy transition from being a starter in the minor leagues and coming up and always being a starter and then having to go to the bullpen and learn a different routine, learn how to prepare, learn how to bounce back physically, knowing what your body's going to feel like the next day. Uh, and, and he's done a tremendous job. You know, he's, he's altered a lot of his routines of what a starter would be as what a reliever would be. Um, you know, his preparation uh, on a daily basis is, is excellent. You know, we have constant communication and he'll ask questions, hey, when do you think I should get going? Or, you know, and it's it's just a comfort level for him. Uh, I think he's really comfortable in in what he's doing, how he's throwing the ball, um, and and the transition is has been you know as seamless as you could have it from a starter to a reliever uh, during the season. And he has guys he can kind of bounce things off of that have been in that spot before. Brandon Woodruff was kind of in this spot a year ago. Yeah, you know, you got ben, Brandon Woodruff who's done it. Uh, you know, obviously Corbin Burns who has has done it as, uh, as well. Uh, you know, I think that's just part of the game now. I think, uh, you know, you, you have to be multifaceted in what you do, uh, you know, especially in, in some different organizations. This is an organization where, you know, you, you want to have the best pitchers at the, at the most premium times. And sometimes if there's not enough spots in the starting rotation and your stuff is good enough to be in the bullpen, that's where you're going to be used. And you got to learn how to kind of mix and match and, and figure out how to do things one way or the other. And once you learn that, then it becomes it becomes much easier to bounce back from the rotation to the bullpen, so forth and so on. Steve, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Okay, my thank you to Steve Carse for joining us on Brewers on Tap. Of course, we're talking about this bullpen and all the great performances that have been being turned in by all the different arms in the bullpen. You heard him talk about Matt Albers and the role that he's played. Jeremy Jeffress has clearly stepped up and become one of those guys again. Uh, maybe not quite to the 2018 form when he was an all-star, but he's getting there, and he is very dependable right now for the Brewers. In his last nine appearances, 11 and a third innings, 12 strikeouts, two earned runs, and a 1-6-2 ERA for Jeremy Jeffress, and he is the subject as we catch up with the crew. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Time to catch up with the crew. 
JJ, uh, you've been able to get yourself kind of back into those high leverage situations and you've been performing at a high level. Uh, how good does it feel to keep building that confidence back and getting that arm back to where it, where it has been now? Uh, very good. Um, it shows how much I've progressed since, you know, the beginning of spring and, you know, coming back. <clears throat> but um, I, I counsel, counsel let me know it's just going to take a while to get back to that role and get back to the back end and, you know, and he's given me enough time and being back in those situations is where I need to be. You know, those are fun times. Those are, you know, it's, it's just intense. Those are the times that I, I do uh, live for. Yeah, you thrive in those situations, or at least you have in the past, and it seems like you're getting back to that again. You've been up and down a couple of times now as well in terms of uh, going out for multi-inning outings. Is that kind of the next step for you to feel all the way like you were in 2018? Yeah, I think that it's it's all about getting innings, and that's what they were saying uh, it would be it would be innings like that up and down just so I can build that strength um, and, and and you can kind of tell I get stronger as I go along um, you know from sitting down to getting back up so I mean I'm okay with it. it's it's fine it's it's fun like like you said those high level situations are in the back end of the game so being able to sit down and go back out there is is, is big for me. The splitter was a huge development for you. It's really taking you to another level. How do you feel like that pitch has come along this season as well? Good. Um, there's there's some ticks that I can you know play around with it a little bit. Um, definitely getting it more down down away to lefties. Um, it's it's a it's a pitch that I want to that I want to swing on. You know, I want them to swing on. So it's it's something that I just have to be, continue to be aggressive with. Um, just like my sinker, just be aggressive with it. Let them swing at it. Let them try to roll it over. And uh, but it has progressed for me and, and made my you know repertoire big. How hard was it to be patient at the beginning of this year to, to get yourself now to this point where you don't have to worry about that as much? But but early on in the year, how hard was it to be patient with yourself? I mean, just a little bit, just because I knew the guys that were down. You know, we still missing Corey Canable, uh, big key to our bullpen, and uh, just just wanting to get back to help the guys out because you can tell we got a lot of young guys in the pen, and you know they they need some experience down there. And like I said, it was it was I was just trying to it just to get back just so I can uh, you know just be a part of it and, and help those guys. All right, Thursday you were wearing a Grant Hill jersey doing some DJing at the Wisconsin Sports Awards. That had to be fun. That's something you love to do, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a hobby of mine. I uh, I love music, I love dancing. I, you know, I'm just saying I I just love the, the way it makes you feel. You know, um, and that the other night they they actually allowed me to do like a little DJ skit up there. The Grant Hill jersey was. Because of Grant Hill, he went to Duke University, and that's about an hour from my hometown. So I was a big, huge fan of his. Um, but, yeah, it was fun, man. They, I, had a, I had a blast. They, they definitely hooked it up for me, made it easy for me. So, you know, like I said, we had a blast out there. Do you plan the music ahead of time, or is it all like ad-lib? Like, I'm feeling this right now, so we're going to go with this. No, we actually – I practiced. I went to a rehearsal with them at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, and we did a little rehearsal first, so I knew kind of what to expect. But, you know, it, it was pretty easy for me. You're the DJ in the clubhouse yeah, anyway, so you do it every day. Yeah, so I know what to put on. I know what goes with what. I know what how to bring a song in <laughs> to the next song. So yeah, I do a little bit. JJ, we appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks so much. I appreciate you guys. Thanks to JJ. He's always fun. Always having a good time, Jeremy Jeffress. And he has a lot of confidence right now with what's going on on the mound. Alex Claudio is a guy that had a little bit of a bump towards the end of May where he had some struggles and he has righted that ship and he is back and he is rolling again for the crew. He is unscored upon in his last six outings, six and a third innings pitched for 
Alex Claudio over that scoreless stretch, 35 appearances. That is the most in baseball from a reliever standpoint. He has made the most appearances in baseball out of the bullpen so far this year. And Alex Claudio is a ground ball machine. We had a chance to catch up with him and talk about his performance here recently. And we are joined by Brewers reliever Alex Claudio and, of course, uh, Brewers translator Carlos Brizuela is with us as well. Alex, first off, let, let's just start with your ability to take the ball almost every day. You lead Major League Baseball in appearances. Uh, you've been a guy that has been able to go out there in almost any situation for Craig Council this year. Is that something you've always taken pride in? Habla de, de como tú siempre estás listo todos los días, que o sea, estás líder en la liga de apariciones, que si eso es algo que, que tú siempre agarras desde el corazón, pues. No, claro, este, yo mi trabajo lo cojo de siempre de corazón, este, por mí, por mi familia, por los fanáticos, por el equipo, por todo. Yo cada vez que entro a la Loma este, siempre trato de dar mi 100%, trato de prepararme bien para poder sacar mi inning y la situación que tenga, sacar la positiva. ¿Y de estar listo todos los días? ¿Ah? ¿De estar listo todos los días? Sí, de estar listo todos los días, por eso me preparo, me preparo todos los días, corriendo en el gimnasio con los trainers para ponerme ready para tratar de tirar todos los días. Yeah, I mean, I, I take take that to heart. You know, that, that's kind of it's, it's my job, so I take it to heart. I do do it for myself, do it for the team, do it for my family. You know, just just take pride on it. I go out there and be ready every day. Be able to not only be ready, but be able to perform out there. Just to have a good inning, have a good batter, whatever it is the manager needs me to. Just just take a lot of pride, a lot of heart to do that every day, and just getting ready every day, getting all my work done in the gym, throwing, and just being able to be fresh and ready to go every day. I just take a lot of pride on that. Getting ground balls is, uh, uh, that's kind of your forte, so to speak. When do you kind of know you have what you need to be able to get those ground balls? What is it that you're doing well on the mound when you're really getting guys to, to pound the ball into the dirt? Que, sabes, tú siempre es de agarrar, de buscar los rollen, pero cuando, cuando te sientes tú que, que sabes que, que tienes lo, lo que necesitas para, para poder conseguir los rollen todos los días, Nada, cuando tengo, cuando estoy tirando bajito, cuando tiro bajito es cuando el sinker está trabajando y cuando estoy, cuando estoy bien, como uno dice, este, y pues cuando uno tira bajito es cuando uno coge lo más grande que pueda coger, cualquier tipo de pitcher, yo o cualquiera. Yeah, I think, uh, for me, just uh, when I'm keeping the ball low, when I'm keeping the ball down in the zone, uh, I'm able to get a lot of ground balls, so I know I feel great when I can keep all my pitches down on the zone, I know I can do my job and get, and get the ground balls that I always need. What's it like being in the National League now? You American League guy with the Rangers. Of course, um, for this series, it probably feels like you're back in the American League with the DH and being in the American League ballpark that you're pretty familiar with. But overall, have you liked the transition to the National League? ¿Cómo estás sentido en la transición a la Liga Nacional? ¿Cómo ha sido? ¿Qué tan diferente ha sido para ti? Pues ha sido, ha sido buena, ha sido divertida, algo que no esperaba. Este, Creo que cuando estamos hablando de la Liga Nacional, este, tú tienes que estar ready para todos los días porque el iniciador puede tirar muchos, muchos picheos en siete innings o dos cinco innings y ya, ya, ya va un relevista obligado. Y en la americana este, el iniciador puede tirar 100, 100 picheos, 80 picheos y puede seguir tirando por ahí para abajo. Y para mí esa es la diferencia entre la americana y la nacional. Yeah, I mean, it really has been a lot of fun. I think it's... It's definitely different. Uh, as a reliever, you, you know, you got to be ready from, from the start, you know, because like, anything can happen. 
you know, all of a sudden the pitcher throws a lot of pitches early on and the bat comes out, you know, they might get a pinch hit or something. So it's, it's exciting. I mean, you, you just got to be ready. It's, it's, you got to be ready from the beginning because you never know what was going to happen. American League, no matter what the pitch count was, you knew the, the starter was going to go out there and keep throwing. Where, where here, you, there might be a chance of a pinch hit or something. So, so it just kind of keeps you focused, keeps you like in the game from the very beginning because you never know. You just got to be ready. Alex, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Checking in on the farm. All right, as we check in on the farm, San Antonio is 40-26 and 26 on the year, and the mission's continuing to put together a really good season. Tyler Saladino's been doing good things. Corey Spangenberg has also been doing good things. A couple of those veteran guys that have major league experience turning some heads in AAA for the San Antonio missions. And, of course, Keston Hira is back as well as he's been sent back down to AAA. The missions currently hold a half-game lead over the Round Rock Express in the American Southern Division of the Pacific Coast League. So that's a pretty good little battle going on there. There is no first-half champion in the Pacific Coast League. That's not how it goes. It's just a full season. So that's not like AA and high A where there's some races going on, especially with Double A, the Biloxi Shuckers. We'll talk about that in a second, getting closer to clinching a playoff spot. But Keston Hira, he's back down, average sitting right now at 331 on the year, 13 home runs, and 31 driven in for Keston Hira. He has hit a pair of home runs since going back down to AAA. He has collected a hit in every single game since going down, except for on June 10th in Las Vegas when he went 0 for 4. But he has been red hot, continuing to swing the bat. This guy can hit. I think we all know that. There's no doubt about it that Keston here is going to hit wherever you put him. Told you, Tyler Saladino's having a nice year. He's hitting 277. He has 12 home runs and 47 driven in on the year. And Corey Spangenberg, 283, 6 home runs and 17 driven on driven in on the year for him. So some good stuff going on there. Aaron Wilkerson also 5-1 at one with a 1.59 ERA right now for the missions. As we look at AA, the Biloxi Shuckers, a lot of people paying attention, and rightfully so, to what Trey Shupak has been doing. He has been outstanding. The Shuckers are 40-26. and 26. They have a three-game lead in the Southern League's South Division. They just need basically one win, two wins, or a win and a Pensacola Blue Wahoos loss, or two losses by Pensacola, and they will clinch the South Division championship in the first half. Of course, they're hosting the All-Star game coming up later on in the month as well, uh, are the Shuckers. But I told you Trey Schupach, he's just having an absolutely monster year this year. He has eight wins, one nine one ERA for Trey Schupach. And uh, this is a guy that is probably not going to be in double-A a whole lot longer. At least you wouldn't think so. Trent Grisham also having a big year. 13 home runs now in the year, 40 RBIs. He's amongst the league leaders in almost every offensive category. Very, very good year so far for the former 
first round draft pick. Then you go to High A Carolina. And the Carolina Mudcats have it a nice year. They're 37 and 28. They are nine and a half back of down east in the Southern Division of the Carolina League. The Mudcats, when you talk about this team, you're talking about Mario Feliciano. Feliciano hitting 286. He now has 14 home runs and 48 driven in on the year. Uh, he has been red hot recently. He got off to a great start in June, a couple of home runs on June the 3rd. Then he came back with a home run on June the 4th, then a home run on June the 6th, then a home run on June the 7th. That was four straight games where he hit five home runs total over that stretch for Mario Feliciano. He is impressive right now. He has major skills behind the plate as well, and uh, it's good to see him starting to really come into his own uh, behind the plate and at the plate right now for the Carolina Mudcats. And, of course, in the Midwest League, you have the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. They are currently seven games under 500 at 29 and 36, and we always try to check in on Bryce Terang. He's now right, right now hitting 304. He has nine doubles on the year. He's driven in 26, and David Fry having a good year, 276, but 26 doubles on the year for the catcher David Fry, along with seven home runs and 41 driven in. So that's a check of the farm. Now let's see what's coming up. Here's what's on tap. Well, the Brewers will get back in town coming up after this road trip concludes next week in San Diego against the Padres. Of course, they will play a game on Thursday, June the 20th against the Cincinnati Reds. Then they'll come back on Friday. That'll be a 7-10 start. And it's also a five-county Friday. It's a student night. The Miller Lite beer pen will be going as well. Fans 21 plus who sit in that Miller Lite beer pen will receive a free Brewers t-shirt courtesy of Miller Lite. Then on Saturday, June 22nd, there will be a Brewers coupon book handed out to Brewers fans 18 plus, the first 25,000 ticket fans for that. It's also theme night. That's Superhero Day. Fans who purchase a special Superhero Day ticket package will receive a Lorenzo Kane Superhero bobblehead. That's presented by Cooper Tires. Sunday, June 23rd, kids will run the bases. Also, there's that fanny pack you're going to get courtesy of the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee. Who doesn't want a fanny pack? They're so practical. You can put so much stuff in them and carry them around. It's also a military half-price discount on that Sunday, June the 23rd. Then the Mariners, Mariners will come to town, and the Pirates will conclude the homestand for the Brewers. We are going to wrap things up here for this edition of Brewers on Tap. We're glad that you joined us for it, though. Episode number 156 is in the books, and we will join you next week as we wrap up the road trip. Hopefully the crew still hanging in there in first place. Have a great day, everybody. I'm Lane Griffin.